Welcome to the Hazel Rockets podcast, the number one golf podcast for new product launches, interviews with industry experts, golf trends, and more. Here are your hosts, Jen, Ken, and Bill. Hey, I'm Jen. I'm Ken. And I'm Bill. want to thank you for joining us for this week's Hazel Rockets podcast. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking with Nancy Mall from the Northern California PGA office and Will Stockholm, who is the Northern California PGA HOPE veteran ambassador. We're going to be going over uh, the PGA HOPE program. Uh, before that, we have some exciting stuff we're going to be talking about. What are we going to be talking about, Ken? We have a bunch of brand new shoes, and then Bill's got a new study that Pinehurst did on the bottom of shoes and how yeah. you can hit it farther. Yeah. I thought we should also talk about basically ways to stay healthy uh, during the holidays as well. I Eating lots of pastries and sweets and cookies. Cookies, yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. That's I, a way to stay uh, happy during the holidays. <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to stay very healthy that way. Well, when you're happy, you're healthy. So. There you go. All right, let's dive in. Oh, you want to start with some of these new shoes? Okay, let's go over them. What do we have here? So I went out and picked a bunch of new uh, shoe introductions. That all of these have come out within the last 30 days or so. Um, and... Uh, uh, we have them all up on our uh, sponsors, MortonGolfSales.com's website. So if anybody likes these and, and wants to take a closer look at, they can look at them so there. So before we go in, what, what are some of the trends going into 2020 just overall for shoes? Weight, breathability, um, and soles. And you're going to see a couple are the, different Are they going to be heavier, lighter? Much lighter. Um, and you'll, you'll see that here in a little bit. Um, and then... Uh, the knit fabric that's so prevalent right now in uh, running shoes. In fact, you you came home with a pair of. New I Balance came shoes. home with a new pair of New Balance shoes that I swear are like, um, they're they're like slippers. I I picked them up. I looked at them. I'm like, I'm not sure I like these. And then I um, tried them on just because they were on clearance. And I'm like, huh, anything that's on sale, I'm gonna try them on. And I'm like, okay, I have to have these. They were the most comfortable shoes I've ever like owned, and yeah. I love them. So that knit fabric we're seeing prevalent in all kinds of footwear introductions from a bunch of different manufacturers now. Across just, I mean, those, I don't even know what those were, but they weren't golf shoes. So, I mean, it's that kind of fabrication also making its way into golf? We are. So Nike Roshis have been out a couple of years. They kind of had made that their forte. They're, now they're available in about 10 different colors. Um, Footjoy has knit shoes. I've got a New Balance one here that we'll look at here in just a minute. Um, Adidas has them. I mean, you, you name it, all the manufacturers are making it. And why they like it is that it's super breathable and it's super lightweight. And what's the durability on those? Because that was my thought on those that I got is I'm not sure how, how great those are going to um, last over time. But I don't care because, I mean, they are so comfortable. Well, I think that's the gist of why people are liking them. It's it's a secondary shoe. It's a lightweight summer shoe. They're typically less expensive than a leather shoe also, so you might end up buying two pair, but it's the same price as maybe a high-end leather shoe that you might wear. That's true. I mean, this was definitely under $100 uh, pair of shoes. Yeah. Okay, so dive in. So I'm going to start with a couple pairs of a brand new uh, shoe line called Athlons, and I'll give you guys these. Um, you're seeing a lot of their advertisements on Golf Channel currently. So I'm going to just spell this Athlons, A-T-H-A-L-O-N-Z. Yeah. 
They have been working with national long drive champions, um, both on the men's and the women's side. Uh, local uh, uh, Heather Lamaster uh, uh, is one of the female she's winners. Local. Yeah, she used to be. Used to be. Uh, has oh, yeah, since moved, moved away, but mm-hmm. uh, she's one of their uh, as Athlons is one of their sponsors. What the gist of the shoe is, is they're actually angled. So, you know, at normal footbed, actually, you know, it should be kind of flat. In this particular one, they're actually angled in slightly. Um, and uh, so that it looks kind of like pigeon-toed on the footbed inside the shoe. And what they've thought, their testing that they've done is that it's, they feel like that's the power position when you're hitting golf shots. And that they have done testing and show that you hit it about four and a half yards longer with an Athlon shoe than with a regular shoe. I've not tried them on. It's uh, They look really good. Yeah. And I can see the footbed inside. I know you're not going to be able to see it. Or if but you're you can see the angle. Oh, yeah, you can angle. see it. Definitely. Yeah, it's really it's cool. definitely angled. Yeah. So kind of a unique concept, I thought. So that's the Athlons. It's called the Envy Golf. It retails for 160 bucks. Well, we'll see if it pans out with our with our other survey yeah, exactly right oh out. there's a little teaser or something yeah, that's yeah. coming up a little bit later Next now do, hold on do they have uh proof on this whatsoever on their website or can I, you i think if you go there they'll they've got the test results that they've uh had a third party company do for them so, so an extra four and a half yards i mean there's the cheapest improvement to your game that you can get i mean you can't yeah. get that on uh all right so athlons improve your game yep. four and a half yards Next one's Footjoy Women's leader, Leisure Shoe, and as we're talking about weight, you can feel These how lightweight so that shoe is. so much lighter there. than the yeah. Athlons. Yeah. Um, brand new uh, lady what? shoe. What? does that laugh for? It's, I mean, it's okay. Kenny, his nose is still there, barely, but that's fine. Yes. <laughs> this, this, yeah, this is about as light as a, not uh, hit him a in tissue. The nose. Definitely. Wow. Um, as we go further along, Wait, uh, another so are lady shoe. Are you just sharing that because it's yeah, lightweight? It's yeah, it's got this super cool for those people that are listening. This kind of, uh, um, you know, at the end of Avengers when everybody turns into the uh, dust. the dust. It's kind of like got that look to it, kind of a design along the side of and it. And it matches Ken's shirt today. Yeah, there you nice. go. Yeah, yeah, you should put these on. You okay. should put those on. Do Speaking they make them matching, in, in ten and a half yeah. quadruply? No, not in lady shoes. <laughs> so the next one, and we're talking about the mesh shoes. This is a uh, evolution. This is the New Balance Women's Minimus SL, which SL stands for super light. That's made with that mesh material that we're talking about. Um, and it, they call it the Minimus because they've actually taken material out of the sole of the golf shoe to try to get the heel of your shoe as close to the surface of the grass as you can. Why? Wait, say that again. So Get your heel as close to the surface of the grass. The, they're trying to get you as low down in the <coughs> shoe as they can. Okay. So they have this new material called Fresh Foam. But if you guys feel like, you know, with this shoe, you know, there might be... You know, an inch, inch and a half between the footbed and the bottom of the shoe. With that one, it's super close to the bottom of the shoe. So, so the one, the one low. that's in your hand right now is the Foot Joy, right? And then the one that we're talking about is the New Balance Minimus. Yeah. And then why, why does New Balance want to put your? They feel like that the closer you are to the hitting <laughs> surface, the more um, uh, 
grounded that you are in the swing that if you're up on your heels at all like a typical shoe is a little bit that your balance isn't as good and so they're just mm -hmm. trying to get you down as close to and there's no compromise in support because it's closer to the according uh, to them with the fresh with foam, the foam sole that they have okay. uh, supposedly there's not all right so, makes sense yeah and this one uh is only six and a half ounces it's incredibly light it, I mean, it's insane it's, yeah i mean Literally, what I t took at my hand like rose because yeah. I was expecting to be lighter. Yeah, they have a heavier. men's version. Yeah, that's, sorry, heavier. Yeah. Thanks. I they, can't talk. They've got a men's version called the Fresh Foam Lynx Super Light. It's a little heavier, but it has the uh, the the knit front on it, um, and that Fresh Foam uh, footbed that they have on there too as well. Um, this one, they actually take the foam, or I mean the knit, pardon me, and they actually put this little ridge around here, which is a uh, waterproofing uh, material that they put on there. So it actually has a two-year waterproof guarantee on it. I would have to think, with how light these shoes are, that by the end of your golf round, you 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 would still just feel so much okay, more yeah. refreshed yeah. Um, um, and and less tired. Um, uh, I, I realize it's just a small aspect of your game, but um, uh, with just a few ounces um, of weight, but I would have to think over time um, and, you know, with your average um, um, round of golf being, what, five miles or something, that this has to have an effect over time. Okay. I, I think this is a really nice feature. As we're talking about the pricing, too, so it's 70 bucks for the women's shoe, $100 for the men's shoe. Um, well, that's a nice... Um, it's a great value. Yeah. And they're really, I mean, again, for our listeners, they're really good looking. They're really high-tech materials. They feel awesome. Yeah. Uh, they, they look fantastic. In my I opinion, really so. like the New Balance. And um, I, I'm a good example. I wear a 10.5 Triple E shoe, and New Balance is the only one that will make a shoe wide enough for me, too. So those that have nice. extra wide shoes... All right, and then last but not least is some new FootJoy men's shoes. So this one is actually a limited edition line of shoes called the FootJoy Flex LE1. And they're actually suede, um, kind of a silky soft material that's on there. They come in this uh, pretty blue color, a tan, and a gray color. Um, and then it actually comes with two different uh, tonal and contrast uh, laces, laces that you can switch out and, uh, and kind of make uh, um, a design there too. And then at the so other, it's just, what's the deal with these? This just, is kind of um, a uh, the contours are long-standing. Yeah, shoe Vers for comfort and versatility to be able to kind of wear them on and off the golf course. Yeah. So you could you know work in these and run out and play on the golf course with them. Kind of look like boating shoes. A little bit with the wingtips. Yeah, very. They're more of a traditional-looking yeah. uh, golf shoe. Yeah, feel terrific though. Yeah, they they look they look beautiful. They have a huge sole around for yeah, stability for sure yeah all right so lots of these have spikeless outsoles wait what about this other so this is the contour casual it's more of a buffed leather to upper this has a one-year waterproof guarantee and has more traditional spikes on the bottom so this is going to be kind of be apra golf be able to use outside of uh, the rounds of golf if you so wish this is going to be more specifically golf designs mm -hmm. Did you want to see one of these, Jen? No, go ahead. You sure? Yeah. I could pass it right in front of Ken's face and I'm going to take his <laughs> nose off if you want. So, Billy, you we, we talked, we t teased it earlier. Yeah. There's a new study I know that Pinehurst just did on um, spikes 
versus spikeless, spikeless. which we've so just shown several those, pairs. Those that are watching us here, you'll Can see. Can you even get a spiked golf shoe anymore? Oh, well, this, this is spiked. Yeah, the, the, oh, you found one. Ton, tons and tons of them are. Yeah, there's still, and we, you know, yeah, in Morgan Golf Sales, we still have a lot of these spikes that yeah. we sell. So even though they're soft spikes, they're still spikes. And the study was about the players and their gear. So who were these guys? 14 high handicap golfers and 14 low handicap golfers. Um, what did they do? 10 measurable drives using each uh, golfer's own driver. And what did they wear? So five drives were hit with cleated shoes and five drives were hit with spikeless shoes. Um, and it says it's all in the distance. So in average, uh, Everyone gained an average of 4.35 yards when they were wearing a spike shoe. So four and a half yards longer wearing With spikes versus non-wearing spikes. spikes. Yeah, versus just like you said, you could go from working in the shop or at your day at work going right onto the golf course with a pair of these. However, it sounds like you're going to get a few more yards if you're wearing a spike shoe. Yeah. And so uh, just to be clear, the low handicappers gained an average of 2.65 yards the high handicappers gained an average of 6.04 wow. yards wow. so that's a major difference it, that's a lot yeah. of yards i mean it's you know if you're a beginning golfer and you want to hit it farther clearly you needed cleated shoes yes. to, to maximize your distance so we yes. should call this episode of hazel rockets the episode that greenskeepers don't want you to know about right that, well, with the soft spikes, they don't do a lot of damage. It's, you know, when they went from metal spikes to the to the soft spikes. That helped things. That helped immensely. So. You could still, if someone's twisting their feet on the greens, you're going to get maybe yeah. a mark or two. But definitely uh, better conditions with the with I mean, it's the almost a half club longer. Yeah. Well, the fun thing about this entire study was called How to Gain a Football Field on Your Drives Every Round. And what they say is a high, high handicap golfer can gain over 100 yards per round by wearing golf shoes with removable cleats. That's the equivalent of hitting the distance of a football field per 18 holes or losing one club length per hole. Wow. So it's pretty neat. Okay, that's a significant amount of yardage. Yeah, yeah. When, you're, when it's over 18 holes for sure. Yeah. So you can either wear spiked shoes or you can pick up these Athlon uh, but again, the Athlons don't have spikes on the bottom. So that's I know, why that's we were, interesting. It's kind of fun. That's an interesting However, thing. However, I think, you know, their concept is good because it does, you know, you do want to keep your weight. And I think this will help transfer your weight properly with the, it'll be interesting to see. I'd like to try some on. Yeah. So. All right. I have one little thing. I mean, the holidays are here. I, I lost an entire week of work last week because I've been super sick with the flu. So I thought... With the holidays coming, maybe we should talk real fast about how to stay healthy uh, during the holidays, um, and um, just for us to discuss. She sounds healthy, can't you tell? Yeah, you yeah. sound, yes, very I sound better than nice. I have sounded. <laughs> okay, ready? Here's your tips. Stay hydrated. Okay, what does that mean? Drink. Soda? Well. Probably water, although I do have the healthiest... Um, cocktails as well that I thought we should go over as well. Because that'll keep you healthy. Just off the rails right away. <coughs> so, yeah. Wash your hands. Um, say no to treats. So, no cookies. Okay. I'm off this train. Yes. I've been a, I've been a bad boy the last few days. With Have some, you? Yeah. All the holiday stuff. So yeah. Or snack wisely. So, snack wisely, what does that mean? A lot of people are like, what does that mean? 
So try to keep your snacks at about 150 calories, no more than 10 grams of sugar. Um, realistically, uh, high protein items are, are good choices when you're looking at the um, snack trays. Um, get enough sleep. Bill, have you been getting enough sleep this weekend? No, I have not. Well, yes, I have. I don't know. Don't look at the bags under my eyes, but yes, no, I haven't. Okay, try to prevent overeating and don't overdrink, which segments my way into what you should be drinking um, if you're wanting to have... I'm getting us mixed messages. <laughs> yeah, what, what is this? Okay, so I thought... What? Maybe we should look to see what your best alcoholic choices might be. Okay, over. let's hear a fun cocktail. Uh, alcoholic choices or alcohol choices? <laughs> <laughs> so, and if you drink one of these alcoholic choices, <laughs> does that mean you can eat a whole tray of cookies now too? Because yeah. that would kind of go in, go inside. Good, good choices. So okay. it's all about you know yes. So number one would be champagne. It's only ninety calories. I think if you're really going to go all out, you could have a mimosa, add some orange juice. A whole bottle of champagne is only 90 calories? Yeah. Wow. No. Oh. I think that's just a glass. Oh, okay. But then they have such tall, skinny glasses. I don't even know if you're really well, who getting... who stops at just one glass of champagne? I exactly. Know. Okay. But it, it says here, early snack wisely 150 calories, so you could have two glasses of champagne and still sort of be in your calorie thing, right? But okay. then no snack. That's quite a snack. Yeah. yeah. I think you add orange juice, make them a mimosa, then you're getting good um, vitamin C, and then that's a healthy treat, right? I think snacking wisely is more like eating 11 cookies instead of 12. Yes, what do you think? I totally yeah. get I like that bumper sticker that says, I'm in the fitness, like fitness, this pizza into my mouth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought, like, I'm in shape, round is a shape. Dude, those are yeah. two good yeah. ones. There you go. Yes. How about rum and a diet soda? It's only 96 calories. Vodka soda. That sounds gross. I don't even know what this is. Have you guys heard of Sazerac? No. Why are you telling us this. drinks that are gross? I thought these were supposed to be good things. Yeah. Gin and tonic is 148 calories. Mm -hmm. An old-fashioned, 154 calories. Paloma, 166. Or a mojita. Mojito, 168 calories. Boom. There you go. Those are your healthy drink choices when you're at the bar this this holiday season. Healthy alcohol choices. Maybe right. low not the okay, those aren't healthy. Those are low calorie. Chunked the shark on yeah, the show. I think so. Because the other thing she said was like fun, but then she mentioned a drink and said that was gross. So I don't know why we told you about that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm just trying to help you out. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right, I think we uh, break and we bring back the people that are going to tell us all about PGA Hope. Awesome. Well, this week I'm super excited about our guests. Um, we have a program that we run uh, here at the Hagen Oaks Golf Course, but is a national program called PGA Hope. And uh, we've had it here since 2016. Um, we have a lot of heroes in and around America, uh, those that um, serve in our armed forces, and um, we uh, a lot of them come back and um, have either physical ailments or uh, things that we can't see, and it's using golf as a way to uh, rehabilitate and create this cool social network. And I have two people in here running the program, so. To my right, we have Nancy Mall, who is the executive director of the NCPGA, the Northern California Golf PGA, and they uh, help run PGA Hope as well as a whole bunch of other 
um, initiatives in and around Northern California. And to my left, we have Will Stockholm, who is a PGA Hope ambassador, and we're going to learn a little bit more about that in a little bit. Um, most importantly, however, a veteran in our Marine Corps. So thank you for your service. Yes, we really, we really genuinely appreciate it. So um, thank you guys for joining us. Absolutely. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Appreciate it. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to just dive right in and ask you if you can just give our listeners who might not be aware of what the PGA HOPE program is, just an overview of, of just to define that for us. Yeah, absolutely. So the program is a six-week program um, that we in Northern California hold both in spring and fall, and it introduces golf to uh, veterans. We actually um, choose the sites for our programs near VA hospitals and clinics so that we can connect with the clinicians and the doctors at those clinics to really try to, while it's open to any veteran, we really try to find those veterans that are um, seeking, you know, either you know, help physically, and some of them are in treatment for um, rehabilitation from various wounds, some of them are there for brain trauma, you know, PTSD, there's just so many different, you know, things that, um, that they can be dealing with. So we really try to draw our, our veteran um, uh, uh, group from those you know sources and it, it the goal of it is really rehabilitation we're using golf to really um, help them if in, in the best way get out of their head you know kind of and and you know we know golf we know golf right. when you're trying to hit that ball you can't be thinking about much else right well <laughs> and, and, and so um, so we just love it. It's, it's a great program. And uh, as, as you said, Ken, it's, it's a national program. There's probably over 100 sites wow. nationally. And we have um, uh, nine sites here, 10, 10 next year. And uh, so it's pretty exciting. Considering but, it just started in 2015, it's remarkable how fast it's grown. I think nationally it started in 2013, if I'm, if okay. I'm not correct. mistaken. That's correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it did. So nationally it started in 2013. Here we started in 2016 was our first program down at Cypress Lakes. We had our first session, we had three veterans, we call them our three amigos, because they were the first ones that, that, that showed up that first day. I think we had six instructors and three three students, so oh, that's awesome. they got a lot of attention. Wow. <laughs> but by the end of the program, we had 15 you know veterans there, and we've now just, uh, fin this fall program, we've now served over 1,000 veterans through the program in Northern wow. California alone, so. That's amazing. This is probably a question for both of you, is what that six weeks entails if you're a participant in it. Actually, before I even do that, what does PJ HOPE stand for? What Good does question. HOPE stand for? Well, PJ HOPE stands for helping our patriots everywhere. Uh, and I mean, it's it's fitting for what, we, what they're doing for us is getting us out and through the game of golf, helping us re rehabilitate and through community support, uh, come out of our shells, deal with some of the mental issues we've got, some of the physicals, you know, or if just, you know, it could be spirituality, whatever it is, it really gives a platform to draw the veterans out, introduce them to the game of golf, which is part of your question about what the clinic entails. It's, it's kind of like an indoctrination or an intro. This is golf. Here's some fundamentals, some very basic stuff to get you at least introduced and out there being able to swing and um, one of the great things about it is through that clinic you start networking with other veterans and it's 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 amazing because you'll have veterans from the Vietnam era Desert Storm Desert Shield you know different conflicts Iraq Afghanistan already you know of course you know OEF OIF as we call it but um, 
you start networking, you find we're all alike. We're all dealing with the same things. We're all, you know, trying to overcome some of the challenges that, you know, if you've been deployed to any of these combat theaters, what it's doing for you as a network, it's bringing us together. And it's doing it around the game of golf. You know, you get introduced to golf. We have different stations that you go from putting, uh, chipping, and then the driving range, uh, starting, you know, from square one, posture, working up all the way to a, a swing. And then through that six weeks, you eventually get out on the course. You play, you know, a nine-hole scramble at the end. And, you know, just to get what it feels like to be on an actual course. After that, the great thing is you become a graduate. So it's not just a clinic where you come in, hey, I got some lessons and then, you know, have a nice day. At the very end, you become a graduate. And it's just like, you know, for me being in the Marine Corps, going through boot camp, once you earn the title Marine, you know, that's with you for life. And you're kind of building that, that network and that community and that organization through PGA Hope, uh, becoming a graduate. Now I can participate in the things that PGA Hope does as a graduate. And of course, that's why it landed me here in this ambassador position, which I'm, you know, grateful to have this opportunity because not only as a veteran who's gone through some things myself and uh, been able to cope with a lot of it through golf, uh, just wanting to give back as well because uh, I know what it's like to have some of the pains and struggles and seeing other veterans we want to help just like you know you all want to help you know from your aspect a veteran and a veteran helping each other we we do that instinctively so that's what I you know really want to accomplish is building a stronger veteran community through the game of golf and PGA Hope. To your point about it being this great social network upon graduation we have a group every Sunday of PJ Hope graduates that come out and play together that have now are fast friends that most right. of them didn't even know one another prior to this program and you know it's given them a purpose every single week it's awesome well Ken it's interesting you say that and because after our first program you know we didn't we hadn't thought that through right and so we get through the program we graduate our veterans and then it's like okay so what's you know so what's next and, and we were, oh, well, we really hadn't thought that, honestly, we hadn't thought it through. And so that's what got our play day started. And, and we know mm -hmm. Hagen Oaks has play days, uh, yeah. what, Thursdays, and now they're so full, we have to add another yeah. another day in for those. And it's because we are building a community. And, 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 and so with that, we want to make sure that there's, what's that next step and how do you make sure to stay connected and be out on the golf course. And, and the other piece of it, I think that's really important which really makes it more unique than any other really sports program out there is that for veterans is that the VA endorses we have a memorandum of understanding with the with the Veterans Administration and, and it's because um, it's only taught by PGA professionals and the PGA professionals have to go through uh, an adaptive sports instruction training to really help understand you know how to instruct golf and it's not just with the physical parts of it but how to how to interact you know uh, verbally with veterans and understand you know even even just that touch when you're trying to help them with their swing for some that can be you know not comfortable and so that you know just all of those elements the VA really supports this program and it's the only sports program that they have that kind of agreement with so is there special training then you're saying that the that PGA, the PGA pros? pros have to go through so they oh, have to both be PGA and then they have to go through this training um, yeah well. 
I know uh, here at Hagen we have some uh, adaptive carts. We, we call right. them UFO carts uh, that we use, and I know some of the other facilities have them with some of these um, vets that uh, maybe are restricted to wheelchairs or uh, are amputees. Maybe walk through the listeners kind of what those mean to them and how they work. Great. Well, so there's a couple of different, as you said, types of equipment for uh, veterans and really kind of anybody that has has some kind of physical limitations, right? But uh, there's a solar rider cart that allows you to be in the cart and the cart will shift you and help you to, to kind of get up so you can, you know, manipulate your swing, which is really, um, you know, for, for so many who think that, gee, I can't go out and golf, you actually can, right? You can get out there, you can swing that club and you can hit that ball and it'll go somewhere. It may not go where you want it to, but my ball doesn't usually yeah, go where exactly. it wants to either. Never so does. for any of us, yeah. so yeah. So, uh, you know, so, so join the club. Um, and then there's these really unique um, para, para golfers, I think they're called, and they're for a single person, so they're, so they're like a chair, basically, that you can drive around and, or those advertisements you see, you know, gee, I can't get up or whatever, and, and, and it, it forces, it gets you up. That's what the, that, that piece of equipment does. So as, a, as an individual, you can be riding out there and it pushes you to a full stand, and then you can get your full swing going and then slide you back down. They're just amazing pieces of equipment that really just open up the game to so many more people. And they can go virtually anywhere that, you know, anyone can walk on the golf course. You can drive right. them on putting greens, you know, chipping surfaces, wherever you want. Um, and, and they have a lot <coughs> of oversized uh, wheels on them and do no damage to the golf course. It's, they're really remarkable pieces of equipment. I know one of the students we had um, just this last fall at Hagen had come, af uh, had just a recent amputee, and he was in such a dark place. And he had been—he had done some golfing. I don't know, you know, how good of a golfer he was, but he had done some golfing, and he was really, really in a dark place. And he um, came out to the program. His his therapist had suggested it, and even after the first day, being all, you know, we helped him go from one from one uh, uh, clinic, you know, um, uh, segment to the next, the putting green, et cetera. And and we also have we also adjust some of the clubs so that the lie angles a little bit differently. It makes it a little bit easier for the ball to get up in the air. Some of them are shorter. Um, you can actually we actually have some tees that are really high. So if you're in a wheelchair and you just want to be able to swing a club that way, you can just do it. You know, play that way. Um, and by the end of even the first session, he's like, "Wow, I can I can actually come out and play this game again." They view their, themselves as athletes right. again, right? You know. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really important just to mention because, I mean, it's really hard with veterans these days coming back and integrating back into society for not everyone, but a lot of them. And I know suicide is a really um, 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 pressing issue in the veteran community with um, up to 22, I believe, suicides yeah. um, daily. Daily. Um, and so there are so many programs available, golf being this PJ Hope program being just one of those mm -hmm. um, programs available. What's the cost of a veteran that wants to, to participate in, the, in this program? The great news is for veterans, it costs them nothing. That's really so amazing. That's so amazing. And, just and, time. You know, our, so, so the NCPJ Foundation, our, you know, our role is to find the money and then pay for the programs to, to you know, really help our veterans um, be able to, to begin the game of golf and, and see that there's, there's an opportunity for them to come out and have fun and, and connect with each other and build that community. 
And for those who are listening that may not just be in Northern California, it might be just, um, um, you know, globally. I mean, what's the best way as um, either a veteran or someone who might want to um, look into donating or supporting the program? What's the best way to um, either um, get in touch to participate or to... Uh, to leave a donation. What's Absolutely. the best way on that? So for locally, ncpgafoundation.org, and click on PJ Hope, and it tells them you know where clinic locations are, um, and you know it has a link to be able to sign up if you're a veteran. Um, if you'd like to help support veterans through this program, there's a donate button in a couple different places all over the website. So ncpgafoundation.org. Um, and from a national perspective, pgareach.org um, is the organization nationally that, um, that uh, supports the program across the country. And it also has a, a great finder, like map finder, so it helps you find the, the locations of PJ Hope across the country. So for anybody interested in finding a program, Will and I were actually just talking about a friend of his, um, not located in NorCal, so uh, very easy to find the locations across the country. And well, how did you get involved with PGA Hope? Interestingly, um, I was at my chiropractor in the, v in the VA, Martinez, and we always talked golf. He was a golfer. And we had talked enough to where that was a common thing we shared in one, uh, and, and one day I went in, and he, as soon as I said golf, he goes, you need to go check out this program called PGA Hope. He sent me the information, and I looked online, it just so happens the next day was the first day of the clinic. So I emailed Susie, uh, got on the list, showed up, and from there I've been in heavily involved. Same, same. Uh, I had the same impression as she was talking about with this other veteran. Same day, it was just, wow, this is amazing that not just that they're taking the time and effort to uh, do this for us and put all this together but you can genuinely feel the love the support uh, it's very authentic and you know there's a lot of organizations out there that want to do good but sometimes you don't feel that very you know welcoming the identity the identity aspect and the purpose and I found that with PGA Hope and they've given me opportunity after every opportunity to come up here being golfing guitars and I saw, you know, what you all do for veterans on that day, uh, going to Bethesda, Maryland, to become an ambassador. And uh, Give us the scope and kind of what the plan is with, with those 20 uh, vets that have been named ambassadors. Doing this, okay. what we're doing right now is really getting out and um, promoting the program and, and sharing knowledge about what it's about as well as what it's done for us. And they're all former participants, I would imagine? Yes. Okay. Um, all veterans were scattered throughout and just helping promote the program, build that community, and tell our story. Because that's one of the aspects where veterans, especially those who deployed coming out, you know, you find yourself not being able to relate to a lot of civilians just because of your experience, your exposures, what you've encountered. And there's a disconnect, either through cultural reasons, language reasons. We have our own dialect, kind of, that, you know. We may bust each other's chops so hard, but at the end of the day, we know that we're, we've got each other's back. And Laura, Laura Miller actually encountered that at the uh, Ambassador Clinic, and it was, she was amazed at how much we can just, you know, rub it into each other. But when it comes to it, we support one another. Brothers uh, in arms, right? Absolutely, brothers yeah. in arms. But, um, you know, as an ambassador, be that spokesperson. 
uh, get out there, tell your story, reach out, help veterans, help the PGA uh, section themselves, do whatever it takes to, to grow this program because it is community. Um, my own experience is learning that once I'm in a, an environment, and me and Nancy were just talking about this driving up here, an environment where I can trust. Uh, that's the biggest thing is trust the people that I'm around that they have me, my back, and they're genuine about it. It's about character. I'll talk to some of my other veterans, and that's one distinctive difference, I think, when we get out is we're still about character. Not how much money you make, not where you come from, but who are you? What is your character like? So it's finding that identity through PGA Hope that, you know, we talked about a little earlier, and that purpose. It gives us identity, purpose, trust. The language is there, the support. It's very, it's a phenomenal program that I'm, I'm fortunate to have been introduced to this because who knows where I'd be right now. I've, you know, I was on that dark, you know, mm -hmm. spiral downhill too. You wouldn't know it because I was very internalized about it. I was spending less and less time outside of my house and uh, knowing I already had a great appreciation for golf, but once this opportunity came up, I'm like, PGA? I'll do anything with PGA. But it also helped me, and I, and I know the rest of the ambassadors across the, the nation would speak to this, is really get a first-hand experience of what PGA as an entire organization is doing for the veterans. Uh, in Bethesda because that experience was an unbelievable experience to, to really see people come out of all sorts of organizations and put a lot into this. In fact, one of the ambassadors, Mary Coquel Anderson, who's down in Florida, she said something that really resonated with me, and she's a Vietnam veteran. Uh, she said it in an interview that it finally gave her that welcome home that she never got from wow. Vietnam. Yeah. And, and the more I listen to that and I, I dwell on it, I'm like, how many other Vietnam veterans are sitting out there with the same feeling, but they've calloused it? Right. Uh, as a good friend of mine, uh, mm -hmm. Jerry, mm -hmm. talked about calloused it. About half of the veterans we serve in Northern California are from the Vietnam era. Okay. Probably half of them. Wow. And I think it's really important, too, I think, you know, Will had some exposure to golf. The other gentleman I mentioned had some exposure to golf. You do not have to have held the club in your hand at all to join this program. You know, it's, it's we really, it's for any veteran, uh, and, and again, especially, we, we want to be able to try to heal as many as we, well, we can't heal them, but we want to give them golf as a tool to, to help in that process. Well, I'm going to give an example of where it did. So mm -hmm. we had a young lady in our very first program that we did here at Hagen um, who was uh, restricted to a wheelchair at the time, uh, learned to play in our adaptive cart. Uh, she was another one of our uh, special guests at, at Golf and Guitars to play in that tournament. Um, she came in in May of this year and walked through the front door oh of gosh. the super shop to come give me a hug and I wow. I mean I was crying when I saw her I'm like holy moly I mean and and she fell in love with the game so much that her um her passion at getting better forced her to do exercises and physical therapy that mm -hmm. she had just I mean just taken off the table before and the game was uh was really her deciding factor to invest in herself and you know, she's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but golf gave her her purpose. And uh, I mean, you guys have to have success stories like that oh, every so day, many. right? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, we we have a thousand. You know, we have a thousand stories. Every one of them's different. 
every one of them is so touching. You know, I think I cry in the office at least once a week. You know, seriously, <laughs> from different stories, notes, cards that we get. I mean, we get all these wonderful thank you notes from all of our veterans. And, and, uh, and I have to say, uh, you know, for the instructors and for us as staff, I mean, we are so, I mean, it's fa the, this is family, honestly. And, but the, the instructors will tell you, they think that they're getting more out of it th than the veterans themselves. I mean, it's, it's such a, and this is where the trust comes because, you know, we'll, we'll, you, know you can sense the, the love and dedication that the PGA professionals have to this program and to the veterans. And so it just, the, the connection is just magical, honestly, kind of magical. Where does the program kind of go from here? I mean, is it continued fundraising to expand it more sites, more teachers, you know, more vets, more VAs, or all of the above? I think it's uh, it, it's probably a little bit of all of the above. We want to make sure to, to grow um, in a in an organic but uh, managed way. So because what's really important again, we learned this very early on. You don't want to start a program that you can't maintain. You want to make sure that you have the funding to be able to continue the play days and keep that community together. So we are um, we're looking at some new sites, but we want again we want to grow that as we can and and funding obviously is a key part of it. Yep. Um, we have some a couple of key fundraisers that we do every year. Um, we are dependent on donations and fundraisers. I mean, and we in grant writing we do grant writing as well. So. Those are yeah. our we, we've mentioned golf and guitars a couple times yeah. to the listeners here. That's a big music festival we put on every May in Sacramento. Um, a big portion of the funds raised run through our Morton Golf Foundation to PGA Hope. So if you're in Sacramento and you want to help support PGA Hope by coming out and having a good time, that's a great opportunity too. So And we're very grateful for that support. Yeah. Thank you to Morton Golf oh, Foundation. That's, that's great. Yeah. And on a national level, I mean in two thousand eighteen um, I believe the PJ Hope program um, had 2,000 veterans. In 2019, they were projected to um, impact 2,500 veterans. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, on a national level, you can see as well how much this program is just um, really growing as well mm -hmm. because of the um, just the need of that. So, it's it is um, pretty remarkable to see you know the impact that. Um, PGA and, and, you know, ambassadors such as yourself are having on the community around you. And, and to speak to that, um, coming into the program, I thought it was pretty well established, which it is, you know, it's only, what, five to eight years old. And after going to Bethesda and going through the first uh, inaugural golf and wellness clinic that they hosted, uh, we're still in the infancy of this yeah. program. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much more that we're we're going to do in long term to make sure it's sustainable, but we're still in the infancy. Yeah. Uh, and, and the way I see it is just building the community, that veteran community to where, you know, golf brings us together, but we network, we support one another, and we're very resourceful. We're, we're utilizing skill sets that we acquired in the military. Um, especially the longer you stay in, you learn how to network and be resourceful, and it's doing that with this program with the underpinning of helping the veterans uh, through PGA. By the very nature of anyone joining the military, it's giving back to those that you know can't do it for themselves, like those of us that didn't serve. I, I'd imagine this helps fill some of that uh, goal for you long term with you know wanting to continue to 
better your community, better your America, better, you know, everybody around you. Absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, being a retired Marine, I, I still, you know, stayed in for 18 years, took an early retirement. But just being in for that long, you really develop a servant mentality, servant leadership. Because your job as you rise is not necessarily individual focus, it's about bettering your team. Because you're only strong, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And it's taking that mentality to, you know, we see the challenges amongst the veteran community. What better platform, what better position to be in than, than as an ambassador, executive director, and PGA to give back and help the fellow veterans, um, you know, find their niche, find their purpose, find their identity. We were sharing on the way up here about, you know, a fellow Marine that I had to go pick up you know, doing some, you know, he was on drugs and on some hard times and might not have been here two days later had I not picked him up. So wow. when that comes to your doorstep, you hear about it, but when it's on your doorstep, and we're not going to ignore it, and I had to explain this to my wife, you know, who understands she's been married to me long enough in the Marines and outside the Marines, she knows where I'm coming from, but you don't ignore those calls. And when you get those calls, you answer it because you don't want that on your conscience and it's just the right thing to do. That's what's ingrained in this. Serve one another. And through numbers, we achieve, we succeed. Bless well, both you guys. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, thanks for having Thank us. you for having us for sure. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll have you guys on again at some point in the future and hear all of these numbers of everybody that we're helping double and triple down the road. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Sounds great. Thank okay. you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, in just a moment, we will be going to our Jack Burgeroni segment. Uh, stay tuned after these messages. Hey, Bill here. I wanted to pause real quick to thank our sponsor, MortonGolfSales.com. Morton Golf Sales is the number one online retailer for all your golfing needs. From the newest clubs on the market to the classics that you can't find anywhere else, Morton Golf Sales has the best products and customer service at the lowest possible prices. Want to check out their huge online inventory of clubs, clothing, golf balls, accessories, and save 12% on your first order? Just use coupon code ROCKETS at checkout on mortongolfsales.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Now, back to the show. Mom's Beef Hash has a first name. It's from a can we see... But we all have another name, we call it untasty. We hate to eat it every day. And but if you ask us why, we'll say... Cause mama's hash tastes like trash and we should feed it to the dog. Welcome to the Jack Burgeroni Experience! Hey, welcome back! Jack Burgeroni! This is the week! Alright, let's hear it. What is it? Come on, I've got plenty of friends that keep asking every week when you're going to reveal I know, Jack I keep Bergeroni. forgetting. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, the world's worst kept secret, right? Or best kept secret, I don't know. One, one of the two. two. All right. Depends okay. on your point of view, yeah. worst or best. But anyway. Okay, well, let's move on. <clears throat> What's our topic for Jack Bergeroni this week? We're going to talk about our uh, uh, favorite club that we have at our house that belongs to us. So Kenny and I us. are just doing this segment because clearly you wouldn't have a favorite club since you Actually, I golf. know that she does. Oh, okay. Let's hear about this. <clears throat> no, I don't have to start. No, why not? Okay, I'll start. I... All right, I'll start. Oh, no, go ahead. After you. There clearly isn't a... Okay. Age before beauty. 
Well, that's true. And best favorite club of the three, so I should go. Yeah. So, I know we've kind of maybe talked about this before. Jack Nicholas won his record sixth Masters title in 1986 using <clears throat> a new putter that McGregor came out with called the Response ZT. And it was just like this one. And I have this limited edition model of Jack's putter. And I idolized Jack when he was, or when I was younger, and all of his amazing accomplishments in the game. And so... Uh, he looks like a CVC infomercial guy, by the way. Well, sorry. Yeah. Should I stop talking with an English accent to make this more popular? <laughs> that was really bad. But anyway, I can do a better one. I just wasn't prepared. So, Jack won the Masters with this. A model just like this. And so I had to have one. And I went out and purchased one when I was, mm, I think I was 18. And, or my dad bought it for me actually. But the one I had was actually just a little bit uh, larger than this model and it was silver. It was all silver, it wasn't the black one because they didn't have that one available at the time. I used it uh, every single round. I putted great with it. I, I had so much fun. Um, it was just, just so important to me as, as part of my equipment at the time. And one round, I was playing with this guy and a couple of our other, and I think his brother and, and Tom and then our other friend Jacob. Uh, and I missed a putt. And for years, I would always, like, if you miss a putt and you get frustrated, I would toss the ball up and take a half swing at it, like, you know, pretending you're going to actually hit it. Like a baseball swing. Like a baseball swing. And because I'm very uncoordinated and very unathletic, according to all of my friends, they always tell me that, I would never even come near hitting the ball. However, this one particular time, I missed a putt out here on the Alistair McKenzie course on the 15th hole, and I, you know, thought I would be, uh, show my anger because I should have made the putt, and I took the ball and took the baseball swing, and lo and behold, I hit the ball. And not only did the ball go, I don't know, 100 and something yards? fifty yards. The head of my putter went right along with it, over the fence towards the freeway. And I was mortified. I stood there with the mouth agape, and tears started running down my face. And for real, did you cry? I he I, was I really upset. And all, all <coughs> these guys were upset because we were laughing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The laughter was yeah. It was too much. However, uh, these guys. I don't think Kenny would did, but it's probably yeah. Tom and Jacob scaled the fence. I don't care about the ball. They found the head of my putter. Oh, I should have brought that. I, I still have that as well. Of course you do. But it's it was uh, not repairable because of the way the putter is designed. So. Long story short, if it was long, the very next uh, summer, Ken and Tommy and their Wait, dad... what's the other putter? Well, hold on. I, well, this is the limited edition, but this oh. became and still is my sacred favorite club. It is the Response ZT, the model and size that Jack used. However, it's in a what's called a white rubber finish. And I broke more people's hearts making putts with this putter for how long? We would be out here putting for money in the wee hours of the night nonstop, and you took, I think you paid for a car with that putter. I, yeah, could be pretty close. Yeah. So I love this putter to pieces. It's still in amazing condition being how many years old is it now? 30? Yeah. 34, 35 years old almost? Yeah. Uh, so one of my favorite gifts from my best friend and... Um, it just, yeah, it's it, it means a lot. It's been super fun. I keep it in good shape. Uh, but the reason I was showing exactly, Jennifer just asked, I brought the black one that I have, a limited edition, that's also in this little uh, box over here. But this is the one I use for a lot of a lot of years, playing every round. And um, 
I still have it. I probably should take it out. Oh, and should, by the way, I know it's huge. It is super lightweight because that was the whole goal behind it. The moment of inertia because the size kept the putter face super square, impacting the ball. That's why I made so many putts. How long did Jack uh, putt with that? I mean, not that long. Yeah, I mean, another like a, like a year, year or two, yeah, right? Yeah, at yeah. the most. It didn't have the same magic after he won the Masters that year. Do you still so, use it? No, I do not. I should. I brought it out, you know, not too long ago. But since I'm not playing that much golf these days, I've been putting with an Odyssey putter now for 15 years. So the same one. The same one. Wow. Also, anyway, that's my favorite club. Nice. All right, you guys, top that. You're up next. I don't even have a story for mine. Okay, go to right, Kenny. Okay, I have my favorite club is a Scotty's Custom Shop uh, putter, which I'm not even gonna be able to say much about. You just rang a bell. That was interesting. <laughs> it's a Delmar Two Long Slant putter that Ken had made for me. So you're gonna have to start talking about it, Ken. It's a beautiful putter. Yeah, so we had a trade-in years ago with a this Trillium putter. So Tiger won several of his major championships with a uh, Titleist Scotty Cameron Trillium putter. That's the insert, the gold insert that's on the, the face of the putter there. And so um, she uh, collects Scotty Cameron putter covers I over do the years. collect Scotty Cameron putter covers, actually, which yeah. I do love, by the way. And so they that had a collection this of pink mine. one that came out, and I thought, you know what, why don't I send this putter down to her, and then she could have a putter to go with the putter cover. So um, at the Cameron Putter Shop, which is down in uh, Southern California, you can send putters down and have them uh, refinished and, and customized in a whole bunch of different ways. So they refinished it for us and then put a some uh, pink paint fill on the hosel and on the sole of the golf club, put the Scotty's Custom, Shaf, uh, Custom Shop shaft band on it, and a really cool wind style uh, Scotty's Custom Shop grip on it. And in so, pink also. In pink also. Yeah, so you're listening. It's totally all girled out for Jennifer. Yep. Yeah. And it's still brand new. I wonder why. Yes. But, yeah. But it looks amazing. It actually is kept in my room. I have it actually next to my bed. But um, she hits it with me when I was going to say, if Ken gets out of line, you and I were thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. It isn't used, however, so he hasn't gotten out well, of line. Well, you keep a cover on it, so who knows how many times he's been. <laughs> Softens the blows. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so that's fine. Alright, and my uh, favorite putter is also a Cameron putter. Um, when Scotty first signed with Titleist, so before Scotty Cameron was with Titleist, he uh, had his own putter company, and then before that actually made some putters for Mizuno. Uh, there was a putter called The Reason that he designed and made for them, but when he first joined Titleist, he came out with a series of mallets, and one was the Bolero, which was a large, oversized silver mallet. And then they made a small run of this red uh, Caliente Bolero putter. Um, I've always liked the color on this putter. Yeah, and uh, so when it first came out, I fell in love with the color. Um, it's a just really cool design putter. I was able to unscrew the sole of the golf club and actually load it up with a whole bunch of pennies to make it a little bit heavier because I liked a really heavy mallet at the time. Um, and I used, I still use it, so I used it <coughs> This came out in the early 90s. Um, and mine, my first one, just got completely beat to heck. This finish, as beautiful it is, is. Um, doesn't wear very well and so mine was really marked up and a f mutual friend of ours 
Brad Barnett, who uh, now works for Bridgestone up in uh, uh, Washington, but he was the uh, Titleist rep up in Washington for a short window of time, too. And Alaska was in his territory. And he went up to uh, one of his Alaska golf courses up there, and they had one sitting on the shelf still 16 years after this putter was introduced, which is a very funny story. And he knew that I putted with it, and so he ended up trading him a brand new pair of Foot Joy shoes for this putter and sent me a brand new version of it. So thank you, Brad. And uh, to this day, I still use it. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it doesn't have a lot of wear on it, however. No, not not this current one. My other one I have at home is, is B-Tech. Pretty good, Kenny so. plays golf almost as much as you do, Jennifer. Yeah, so. exactly. So, uh, yeah. So this is uh, this is my prized possession, too. It's funny. We all picked putters. Yeah. It's it's pretty, uh, <clears throat> you know, everybody uh, in, in their own bag. That's kind of the most passionate club we have in our bag all the time, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very passionate about the, my, my putter. Very. Yeah. Bill's story is the best by far, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, with that, I think that's it. Are we ready to bring this episode of Hazel Rockets to a close? I think so. We want to thank you for watching. Um, if you like the show, please leave us a review. Uh, follow us, subscribe. Check us out on hazelrockets.com. Uh, uh, support our sponsor. MortonGolfSales.com. You can always use coupon code ROCKETS to save 12% on your first purchase. And with that, we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.